challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Thanks for joining me here at the Great Man Podcast. Delighted that you're with me. Let's make a difference. I want to talk to you real straight about what's going on in the United States and around the world racially. I've just had a long week where I've been sitting with some of my African-American friends while they weep. I've been watching on TV the same things you have with the NBA suspending some games and the players just too overwhelmed by the injustices going on in the headlines to continue playing, just looking for any way they can draw attention and ask for help. And it's a tough time uh, in America. But I want to tell you, I'm about solutions. I'm about making a difference. And I want to tell you something that I want to want to really, I want you to allow to resonate in your mind and really think about this when I'm, when this podcast is over. I believe that men are the majority of the answer for the racism issues in this country. Now, you know that I'm taking nothing away from women. If women are listening to this podcast, do not be offended. I'm not saying, please don't misunderstand. I am not saying that women don't have a role to play. That's ridiculous. However, men can make the majority of the difference. The reason is, there are many reasons. One of the main reasons is, and this is going to sound offensive, get ready. Most racism is expressed through men. That's not saying that women can't have racist attitudes. Of course they can. It's ridiculous. But racism is expressed through men. It's men who are in the clan and are in the clan. It's men who are skinheads. Um, it's men who engage in the misdeeds. It's men, by the way, who are driving around Portland and Kenosha right now, Kenosha, uh, firing guns at each other. People literally guys in pickup trucks with Trump flags uh, shooting at people who are wearing Black Lives Matter um, t-shirts and the Black Lives Matter guys shooting back at them. Somebody's been killed in Portland, killed in other cities. It's men who are doing this. It's men who engage in the racism. And I'm, I'm going to go a step further, except for one incident that had to do with mistaken identity, so I understand, in Dallas, all of the shootings that have led to this current malaise, this current a dramatic moment in American history about race relationships, all of the shootings were by men. Women were hardly involved. Now, I esteem female police officers and grew up in a military military brat with female officers, my father working with them and what have you. Just, just thrilled that women are in uniform. Don't think I'm against that. But what I'm saying is, look at the videos. I mean, it's easy to see. It doesn't take much of a brain to know everybody involves men. And so men are doing this, but, the, but there's more than that. It's not just that men are the perpetrators. It's also that we have the power to reach across lines to other men and make a difference. Now, I'm going to tell you that I, I want to challenge each one of you men listening to ask yourself, what am I doing at the street level, at the level of my life, to build bridges, to heal injustice, and to build something new in the realms in which I have any influence. People are constantly asking me, what can I do to make a difference? Well, I'm not asking you to you know, start a big organization that covers the world. I'm not asking you to run for president. I'm not asking you to do this at a political level. I'm not sure most of it can be done at a political level. But I am saying 
you know, have you just simply walked across the street, so to speak, uh, to have a black friend, to tell somebody you're sorry, want to know how you can help? Uh, have you helped at a black school? Have you gone to see a black pastor? Have you decided maybe to attend a church that's majority black? Have you done anything like that? There are things that we can do that can make a difference. Uh, I, I'm not asking you to go and apologize for being white. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. I don't apologize for who I am. God made me who I am. But I can apologize for the fact that my ancestors engaged in a, that contributed to a legacy of oppression. I can understand um, why when I had the talk with my son, it was about sex. And when my African-American friends had the talk with their sons, it was about how to handle a white officer when he stopped you on the, on the road and you weren't sure why, and you wanted to make sure you didn't get shot. Literally, that was the conversation they were having. Now, my point's not just to pile on. My point is to say we can make a difference. Many of you who listen to this podcast, and not only are men, but you're also leaders, I listened this past week as a, as a the pastor of the arguably the largest African-American church in Nashville uh, talked about the fact that a, a thriving black neighborhood was cut into and uh, dramatically reduced in its prosperity uh, when a, an interstate was put right through the middle of it. And it was said by people at the time, some of the whites who were uh, in, in leadership and were orchestrating this at the time, that this was part of the goal, actually that they, they had other places they could have put it, but by putting it there, they wouldn't have allowed uh, such a huge African-American neighborhood, uh, so, such a large monolithic thing to be uh, at the heart of the city. So they were purposely doing it to break up this African-American neighborhood. Well, that's not justice. That's not right. Uh, that's cost the city. And so many of you are leaders. We can make a difference. We can back off from things like that. We can do what's right. We can do what's just. Those of you who are pastors, many pastors listen to this podcast. Um, are you joining with, with black churches in the community? Uh, are, are you doing things? Are, get, just get the men together. You don't have to get the whole churches together. Just get the men together and hear each other out and start making a difference. I am not diminishing the women. I'll say that one more time. Absolutely, they have a major role. Thank God for them. They've kept most of us together when the men weren't uh, fulfilling their responsibilities. Think of the power. If a 2,000-member white church got the men, got its men together with a black church's men of equal size, and they met together and they heard each other out, and they didn't have, you know, not a lot of speech making and not a lot of promoting and not a lot of video showing, but just hearing each other out and dining together and talking things through and talking some smack about football or whatever and talking about some solutions in the community, wouldn't that make a massive difference? Now, we can fix what's going on, but it's going to fall largely to men. And by the way, while I'm on the subject, when was the last time that the men listening to this podcast went to the local police station and said, how, how can I help? You're under the gun. You're under suspicion. You're doing, you're doing wonderful things here for the most part. You're not the one shooting people uh, illegally. Uh, going to, I mean, there, how many, you can't believe how many uh, policemen have gone to prison of late uh, for illegal shootings because the courts met. And they concluded that it was an illegal shooting and therefore it was murder. You can actually have policemen charged with murder. And there are some sitting in prison right now. Well, that casts a pall over all policemen uh, in this country. The defund the police movement, all of that, you can go to the policemen. They're white, they're black, they're Asian, they're Hispanic. Go talk to them. See how you can help. What can be done in the community? What can you do to bring a policeman in? What, you, what can you do in the church? Who are the policemen in your church? You understand what I'm saying. I believe that men have special 
gifts, and a special authority to deal with societal issues. Largely, we leave those to women. We leave those, uh, leave those issues to uh, men who just decide to run for office and become more prominent. But most of it can be done at the street level. I've seen amazing things happen when churches get together, when communities start hanging out with each other, when leaders start listening to each other. One of my dearest friends here in Nashville uh, is, is, is a man who's, the, who's, I think he's the pastor of the largest church uh, in the city. Not that that matters, but when all of this started to break with the race issues, he called the pastor of the largest African-American church and he, and he just said, how are we going to fix this? How are we going to fix this? Now, they didn't really know each other that well. Now the two of them are hanging out. Uh, they're going for drives. They're looking around the city. They're understanding each other's issues. Um, they're understanding what the oppression is. They're going into the difficult parts of the city. They're talking about not just doing joint services. That's, a, that's fine, but it's a little bit, you know, a little bit window dressing. It's a little bit for show. I, I don't mean to put it down. I think that's valuable. Builds relationships. But just doing services together, that's not what's going to get it done. It's going to be on the street. It's going to be the way we have people into our homes. It's going to be the way we make a difference. It's going to be the way we pull in with an African-American single mother while African-American pull in with a black, with a white single mother. And they help and they grow things and they build a culture. So I want you to think about the difference that you can make. Again, you don't need me to tell you the exact techniques. Just think about your world. Just think about the blacks on the edge of your life. Just think about the whites on the edge of your life. Think about people of other ethnicities. Got people listening to this in the Philippines. Got people listening to this uh, who are Hispanic, who are Asian, who are black, who are white, who are Kurdish, uh, who are Arab. I love it all. What difference can you make in the world you already live in? What thing that you can do that's not just symbolic, not putting down symbolism, but I'm, a, I'm getting a little bit weary of symbolism passing for an answer. It's not really an answer. It's the beginning. It's the announcement of an intent to find an answer. And many times it's not followed up on. So what can you do in your world? Who of a different skin color from you is right out there? Uh, who has influence and can maybe make sure there's some greater social justice happening uh, than there already is? What can you do to make a difference? Talk to people, ask people. And by the way, be willing to be a little bit of a pain in the backside. Don't sit in a sleepy church, all white, all Asian, all Hispanic, all black, and not bug somebody for us to begin to break out of these silos, these confines, and reach across the the street, reach across the neighborhood, reach into other churches, reach into other places. Don't be satisfied with the condition that you're already in. We can make a difference. And men have a place to do it. Now, I'm risking being a little bit offensive in this podcast because I want to get you stirred up. I want you to make a difference. There are things that are wrong. Not everything that's being said, obviously, shouted on the street, said in the media, is true. But you know what justice is. You're a good man. You want to be a righteous man. You want to be a great man. Part of that is making a difference in the world. When was the last time you and your sons went and sat down with a man who looks different from you and his sons, and talked about manhood together? When was the last time you had somebody who looks different from you into your home? When was the last time you went and talked to somebody in power and said, what's happening in the schools, what's happening on the street, what's happening down there, it's not right? When was the last time that you said that? I'm not trying to guilt you. I want to challenge you because you have great power to heal what's going on in our society. Most reform movements in the history of the world have paralleled, I'm talking about now 
uh, let's say not the history of the world, let's say the last 500 years, have paralyzed a call to men to rise up and be part of the answer. Don't shrink back. Don't sit in your Barco lounger and smoke cigars and watch television. Don't hang back and retreat us. Don't leave it to women. Don't leave it to somebody else. Stand up. Do your job. Speak your truth. Make a difference. Join hands with somebody and then go have the stogies and the brown water on your back porch with about 10 other guys who don't look like you. That's the art of this thing. Let's get busy. Let's make a difference. I'm proud of you. I know you're striving. I know it's a tough time, but we have to deal with what our generation hands to us. And right now, one of the big challenges of our generation are these racial challenges. We, you, can make a difference because this is one of the arts of being a great man. To join the Great Man Movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, Building Your Band of Brothers, and Men on Fire, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production. 